This is your Friday Daily Delivery. I am Michael Rand. Hope everyone's having a great day out there. Lots to get to today, as usual. I'll have Mark Craig on in a little bit to talk uh, football, talk NFL picks. Vikings at Ravens this weekend. No Garrett Bradbury in that game. I'll get to that in a little bit here as well. Uh, Mark's picks, hoping to have a better week than last week when he really struggled to get uh, to get those right, unfortunately. Um, also have Jerry Zagoda on the show to talk Minnesota United soccer. Big weekend for Major League Soccer. Big weekend for the Loons. Figure out if they make the playoffs or not. Need a result against LA Galaxy or else they're going to need some help from other teams in order to make the postseason on Sunday when all those teams play. At the same time, we're going to talk about Jerry Kill back head coaching, and we got to talk about Cat Carl Anthony Towns saying he was hacked, saying that his Twitter account was hacked when he when when the account liked a tweet. Interested to know more about that from Cat as well. But first, what did I miss? Let's talk a little bit about Garrett Bradbury going on the COVID list for the Vikings. It's a uh, you know, it's an interesting story for, for the Vikings because, you know, Bradbury has struggled all year. We look at his pro football focus grade. It's not been great. He was dead last in pass blocking going into this week among qualified centers in the NFL. So now they turn to Mason Cole, a backup who they acquired before the start of the season to kind of be a, you know, an emergency uh, emergency use along the line. They haven't had to use him this year, but guess what? Mason Cole played about as much as Garrett Bradbury did last year. He's kind of along the similar track. He's a year older than Garrett Bradbury, kind of at a stage of his career where Bradbury, frankly, might be next year where he's looking for a second chance. But uh, if you look at the blocking stats from last season, you'll see that Garrett Bradbury and Mason Cole were pretty similar, and that's not great. If you look at Pass blocking grade from last year. Garrett Bradbury again shows up dead last in the Pro Football Focus rankings, 38.8. Mason Cole wasn't much better. He was 30th in the league. He did play 913 snaps with Arizona last season. Garrett Bradbury played 1,082 with the Vikings. So looking at the numbers, it's uh, I don't know how much of an upgrade this is. I mean, Mason Cole had, had a lower overall grade even than uh, than, than Mason Cole did, uh, or Mason Cole had a lower grade than, than Garrett Bradbury did overall. But if you look at some other numbers, it does look a little bit better. Mason Cole only gave up two sacks last year. Garrett Bradbury gave up five. Mason Cole gave up 23 pressures. Garrett Bradbury gave up 29. So Maybe an opportunity to get a look at someone like Mason Cole with Garrett, with Garrett Bradbury on the COVID list. See if there's any anything he can add to that position. But that offensive line, which struggled so much against Dallas, you know, Kirk Cousins just didn't have a whole lot of time to throw. Um, that's going to have to get better. Now, it's interesting thing this year. The Vikings have not given up all that many sacks this season. So whatever's showing up as pressure is showing up more in the form of you know, short passes before the sticks instead of long, you know, long losses on sacks. Vikings have only been sacked. Kirk Cousins has only been sacked 10 times this year. That's third fewest in the NFL. But, you know, you're still getting that pressure rate that's not allowing him always to get the ball off and have, you know, have those downfield shots, the, the you know, the intermediate passing game they need. So I will be curious to see if Mason Cole gives them anything different than Garrett Bradbury did and whether once Bradbury is back from the COVID list, if they stick with Mason Cole rather than going back to Garrett Bradbury. 
take a playcation to Mystic Lake. With 24-7 gaming, the good times never have to end. And you can satisfy your cravings at our restaurants and bars. Or relax in one of our luxurious hotel rooms. Those that play together, stay together. And don't forget to join Club M so you can spark new memories and bask in the rewards along the way. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. Fridays on Daily Delivery, we like to do a NFL pick segment with Mark Craig. You can find those online and in print, uh, StarTribune, StarTribune.com. Mark, you, um, I, won't, I won't tell you that it was a bad week last week because you have already told yourself the introduction to your picks, <laughs> your written picks segment uh, was pretty hard on your, uh, your 5 and 10 week last week. Do you have uh, am I on the hot seat next to Zimmer or what? what uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure I was going to be brought back for this week. After uh, yeah, I went five and ten. I even, uh, as Chris Miller pointed out to me, I even jinxed uh, uh, Derrick Henry you know, going on and on about how he's the most durable back in the history of the National Football League, and he breaks his foot. So uh, I think I did some damage to just about everybody. Although the three of the five picks that I did get, three of my survivor picks, so uh, I did. Uh, at least move on in that situation. At least. Um, well, let's talk about this week. Some intriguing matchups um, in the central and the NFC North Vikings at Ravens, you know, Vikings are six point underdogs coming off that really disappointing Halloween night loss to Cooper rush um, future hall of famer. It looks like now Cooper rush. Um, like you mentioned in your picks, uh, written picks, Daniel Hunter out for the year. Now there's still no Patrick Peterson, the play calling and the offense seems discombobulated. Um, that said, you know, this is still a team with some veteran veteran pride and a team that needs to win this game. How do you see them coming through this one? Yeah. Like Cooper reminds me of the, uh, the bears quarterback that they played. I could draw a blank in 2003 that down in Chicago, he, he can join the hall of fame with that guy. It was like his only win that he had in the, in the NFL, uh, one of only two, you know, I, I, I bragged on and on last week, uh, feeling my oats about uh, bragging about knowing about these bounce back games and correction. Well, I got corrected big time last week on all my thinking. I think, uh, you know, I typically you'd think the Vikings, you know, coming off of that would be, you know, would be kind of a bounce back feel, but my goodness, you lose you know, the Neil Hunter, um, you know, Patrick Peterson's still out. There's this kind of funeral home feel out there. Of course, we're not around the players, but just kind of the, the, the sense is that there's, they're, they're, it couldn't be more down. Just, I'm wondering if their spirit has, has been broken. Um, I do think it'll be close, but I, you know, I, there's no way I'm going to pick against the Ravens in Baltimore. The Ravens coming off a, a bye week, Lamar Jackson being fresh. Um, you know, they got to deal with him as a runner and as a passer. Um, I don't see them winning this game. I think I had them, you know, uh, the, the Ravens actually covering, but uh, like 30 to 23. I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings got blown out. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, flip the, flip the narrative and we're sitting here next week going, you know, you know are they going to be able to continue this hot streak or whatever? But I, I right now do not see them being able to win this game. It's just too good an opponent, and it's at their place. Now, if they do get blown out, and again, it would be they would be three and five, and still season left, not season over. But if they get if they get blown out this game, even if, like, say if they lose by you know a couple touchdowns, and it's it's really not close, you know, not really threatening most of the way. What 
what do you think that's what, what would that say about this year's team if they if they don't look competitive in this game well you know you know the injuries are mounting again i mean uh, you know, they finished that that game against the cowboys without their best pass rusher and without their best cover guy so you know um having breland and dancer on the field at the same time without a pass rush is uh you know i one of the reasons i picked them you know to, to win that game was the home crowd with the pass rush and they lost uh you know um, you know, they still had Everson, but Everson's been getting a lot, a lot of making a lot of hay off of having Daniil on the other side. So you don't have that now. So now Everson becomes the guy and there isn't, you know, at least not yet. There's not a guy that can can flip the switch and, and be, you know, take advantage of Everson being uh, the attention going to him. You know, so I, I just don't see how they how they win this game. And uh yeah, what it says about the team is, uh, you know, they're they're getting injured, and that, uh, you know, I, I don't believe in in, in changing coaches midseason unless you have a Kevin Stefanski or someone that you're looking at, like you know, you want to take a test run before he becomes available to other teams. Um, you know, I, I still think there's enough time with the 17 game season and and, uh, and seven teams in each conference making the playoffs. You let them, you let this regime sink or swim, and then you decide at the end of the season. And they know that these guys aren't dumb. Um, they know that their their backs are against the wall right now, and it's not like uh, you're going to get a rubber stamp forever. Um, you know, uh, if you miss the playoffs back to back years, which they've never done yet, um, then yeah, it, it, they become um, the hot seats real. And I think a lot of teams would obviously struggle without their best pass rusher and their best cover corner. You know, that said, is what we're seeing a little bit on defense right now a function of kind of the way this roster was constructed and kind of how, you know, top heavy it is with, you know, plenty of plenty of high end talent, but not always the, you know, the replacement level players are, are a pretty big drop off from the best players. Yeah, I mean, whenever you jump into the thirty three, thirty four million dollar quarterback arena, it changes how your team is constructed. And, you know, their window probably was two years ago when they, you know, when they went to New Orleans and won and they still had the veterans on defense, they were still, you know, it was Cousins' second year, I think. Um, that, was, yes. that was it. That's when, you know, you were supposed to hit the target. Um, and then after that, it became, uh-oh, you know, our quarterback's too expensive. And then uh, suddenly you, you you have a year where you, you're you all rookies in the secondary and now you're, you see that that didn't work. So now you're trying to piece it together with one-year contracts. So, uh, when you don't hit the target and you have a quarterback that makes that much money, then it starts to fall apart. And uh, it's certainly looking that way right now that it's falling apart. And then if you throw in injuries on top, you know, they get, then it, it really falls apart. Speaking of high paid quarterbacks, Green Bay will be without theirs on Sunday against Kansas City. You noted the line moved like almost a touchdown yeah. when he was ruled out because of COVID. Interesting situation there. How do you think? Jordan Love does against, you know, a Kansas City defense that hasn't been great by any stretch, but still, you know, he's no Aaron Rodgers at this point. Yeah, that's, the, you know, it's sort of like, you know, we know we, we know as much about him as we knew about Cooper Rush, you know. I think you spent half the game calling him Connor Rush. Uh, you know, I just don't know. I mean, uh, and, and this is kind of a good uh, – you got to play at Kansas City, which is – I think I picked him Kansas City to win by 10. Um, you know, I don't – I don't see it, but I don't know enough about Jordan Love to know that he'll be any good, or he might, might be. He might pull a Cooper Cooper Rush, or he might just look totally confused and pull a Christian Ponder. I don't know. 
it's going to be fun to fun to watch because you know I think this is a and Kansas City has become a, a frustrating team. You should just pencil them in for however many more points than the other team. And but now they're making you know, they're turning the ball over a lot. Their defense is terrible. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers won, um, but they lost the one guy that uh, you know basically. If they if, if Aaron Rodgers is playing, you pick them. I pick them, and then see. I'll take my loss. But in this situation, I don't. I can't see them winning because where they're playing and and Patrick Mahomes being on the other side. A couple other good games we should talk about: Browns at Bengals. A um, couple teams that have been kind of up and down. Um, Cincinnati, one of the better stories of the year, but uh, you know, no guarantees here. What what are we thinking in this one? You've got a close one, I think. Yeah, I got the Browns winning by a point. It's, I've never had, I've never picked so many games where it's just a point or two difference because it's just a close league right now. And you know, I watched the Browns. I had a chance to watch the Browns Pittsburgh game on Sunday, and you know, they didn't. At the end, it was you know starting to lose a little faith in Baker Mayfield and just kind of, uh, I don't want to say the play calling, but it was just left a lot to be desired at the end when they were trying to, you know, to to uh, move the ball. And um, and, and again, Pittsburgh. You always count Pittsburgh out in this, this season or going into this season, and that's a bad thing to do. Um, and in Cincinnati, I mean, heck, they wiped, they wiped out half of uh, my one of my survivor pools. I'm sure everybody's, um, you know, you, you put a lot of faith in them, and they're still a young team. Um, but, you know, for them to be on the road playing, a, uh, you know, another guy, Mike White, who had never started before. So, yeah, I picked the Browns just uh, – I don't. I really don't know why, because it's in Cincinnati. But uh, I, I, I think Cincinnati is still a young enough team that you're. There's going to be. It's going to be a roller coaster, and I think they're they're going to be down for a little bit here. Last one I want to talk about is Adrian Peterson playing for the Titans. Derrick Henry out. This is a better matchup when Derrick Henry was in, but Titans at Rams still has some intrigue to me. You've got the Rams by ten. I'm still trying to figure out just how good the Rams are, but they seem like they might at the end of the year be the best team in that conference. Yeah. I mean, the Rams, you know, three weeks in a row of the week for me because it was such an easy pick. I mean, they played the giants and the lions and I think the Jaguars or whatever, um, you know, losing Derrick Henry is about as tough for Tennessee as losing Aaron Rodgers is for, is for uh, green Bay, just because of how their offense is built. I mean, the guy was just carried them. Um, that's not to say that Tannehill can't, can't do it. They got some talented receiver. Uh, it'll be fascinating to watch how much Adrian's able to give them. But they, they got some other guys that they brought in um, to, to help at the running back, and they got a practice squad guy. And so do they piece it together? How many carries will Adrian get? It's going to be fun to watch, but I just don't think – I think the Rams are too good. You know, the Rams also add Von Miller. So now it's going to be a fun game to watch if Adrian playing and you're going to Donald and – Von Miller together. So I think it's going to be a fun game, but I don't think that the Titans have enough juice to, to beat them. Well, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Intrigue for the Vikings, intrigue for the Packers. And uh, well, well, too bad the Vikings weren't a little closer to Green Bay. They might be able to uh, to pick up some ground at some point here, but uh, the, that, that division race feels like it's almost over already, even though they haven't played each other yet. It certainly feels that way, but just because of, you know, again, the Hunter injury is just massive, uh, as we saw last year. Um, you know, maybe Pierce comes back and plays this week, but uh, you know, this Patrick Jones that's uh, never seen the field, um, he needs to he needs to be what they thought he was going to be, and he needs to do it a year sooner than I think they wanted him to do it. 
So, uh, yeah, we'll see, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not seeing them contend. I'm not seeing anyone contend with the Packers right now. Good stuff, Mark. Hopefully this week goes better than last and we'll review it. Yeah, all. yeah we'll hope so. We'll review it all next week. We'll see you later. All right, see ya. Jerry Kill will be back on the sideline, taking over as interim head coach for TCU. First time he'll be on a sideline as a head coach in more than six years. Citing health concerns, of course, he retired from that Gophers job on October 28th, 2015. He's been in various places since then, working in athletic administration as a assistant coach, coordinator, and he's been uh, helping with the offense at TCU for the last two years. He will be taking over at, on the sideline for the last four games of this season. It'll be kind of it'll be cool to see him do that again because he had this program at the University of Minnesota going in the right direction before, of course, those health concerns forced him to step aside. Maybe he can uh, give TCU a little bit of that, uh, a little bit of that stability that they seem to be lacking right now. Happy to have Jerry Zagoda back on Daily Delivery. Covers Minnesota United. Big weekend. Big. Uh, we're all gonna we're gonna figure it all out on Sunday. It seems like um, United has a big match against LA. Win they're in, tie they're in, but a lot of scenarios in between. What do we know about their playoff status right now? Well, I think they came through the last couple of days fairly decent, but if it comes down, it's pretty simple. They get a result, uh, as you said, a, a draw or a, a, a victory, they're in. Um, home field is out because uh, Portland won last night to clinch the, the fourth spot, so they're playing for to see where, where they would go. But, um, you know, they're going to be taking their chances if they don't win. Going, it'll, it'll go down to all kinds of different tiebreakers. You know, you go from – I think they start with total number of wins, the goal differential, the goals for, and they keep going down to such obscure things as fewest disciplinary points and all other things that that determine it. But, you know, they play the Galaxy, they beat the Galaxy, they're in, they they draw, they finish ahead of them, they're in. Um, After that, it's it's rolling the dice to see what else happens on, uh, on Decision Sunday. Or decision decision Sunday. And obviously they put themselves in this good position by winning last weekend. Obviously that was a big one. They'd be in a real kind of fight right now if they hadn't gotten that result against Sporting KC. Did you see things in that match that make you think, okay, you know, not just getting into the playoffs, but that that's a team that, that you know, that can compete? Well, they need, you know, they need that their front four guys to, to – Play well for them and, and to win for them. You know, they got they got a, uh, they, they need for them to score. I mean, they've been creating stuff. They haven't played together all that much. Maybe six games, and you hope that you know with each game they get a little bit better and they get in the playoffs and you get on a run and you know Unu starts scoring some goals and Fragapani gets some more and maybe even Reynoso or two like uh, um, like he does in big games and, uh, and and then then see. But they need those guys. They've invested the money in them. They need those guys to to win games for them and just coming close and having all kinds of chances isn't going to, isn't going to do it. So what do you think their strategy should be going into this game against the galaxy on Sunday? I mean, if you only need a draw, I don't imagine you're going to go, you know, go in full on attack mode, but you don't want to sit back and invite, you know, invite yourself to be, you know, get it, get the play taken to you. And suddenly you're, you're down a goal, even if you're trying to be conservative. Yeah, they've been pretty good on the on the counter attack, but you know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm no Adrian Heath, but I think you just go out there and you and you play to win. You know, just see what happens and to see who uh, 
helps to see who you'll you know be paired up with in the, in the playoffs. Whether you're going to have to face a Seattle or a Sporting Kansas City, even even though those two teams have kind of stumbled here a little bit in the last week, they're still the the quality of the the conference. So um, I don't know. I, I think if you just go in there to play for the tie, I think you kind of let yourself um, open yourself up to all kinds of things. Uh, they, they they play better. You know when they're when they're 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 pushing forward and when Reynoso's creating for them. Um, okay, good stuff, Jerry. A couple couple more things there. Would they? Be, you think they're satisfied? Just, I mean, every every team starts the year. Let me start over. Every team starts the year, you know, wanting to win a championship. I think they had those aspirations. I mean, what's a what do you think their minimum expectation level is as, as far as you know is just getting into the playoffs good enough? Or you know, when you had a team that had higher expectations than that is there uh, is there more to it well i think if you get there i think you probably avoid the questions of you know what's in the future who do you go forward with in terms of not necessarily players but you know the question of does does heath and the coaching staff stay and all that stuff you know i think definitely you've got to make the playoffs otherwise you open up all kinds of uh things it'd be a very disappointing season if they don't make it um and I think they still think they can make you know, t- they can make a run. They've played better, you know. They've had uh, what three wins and a draw here in the last four 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 or five games. So uh, they've played better. I mean, Sundays was a big game. It was uh, you know they get down early and um, you know you think they might maybe just kind of fold, give up that second goal, and they go and get two of them. And uh, we'll see. We'll see if that's a sign of the backbone that they have. I mean, they've. they've uh, They've got the talent, but it's been either because of injuries or because when guys have gone from for international play, they've never really, you know, they've had too many points they they squandered, and now you get to the playoffs, you can't do that. Well, we'll see if those cost them or if they still will manage to get in. Like you said, decision Sunday is that what we're calling it? Decision day. Actually, it's called decision day. But decision if, day. If you want to be more, if you want to be more uh, precise, it is decision Sunday. Because they have all the all the Eastern teams play at five Central time. All the Western teams play at um, was a two thirty, I think, uh, uh, Central time. So it's it's interesting they, the way they do it. The last couple of years, I know they had at least two years ago, they had everybody playing the exact same time. Now they staggered at Eastern and, and Western. Well, we'll see if we're talking again next week about or two weeks, I guess, it's a, about a playoff preview or if we're talking about a season wrap-up. Jerry's a go to good stuff. We'll talk again soon, okay? Thanks, Mike. Now, one thing to mention about these playoffs in Major League Soccer, by the way, they last forever. They don't start for two weeks after Sunday. Uh, November 20th will be the first round of the playoffs, and then you know the teams that had a bye won't play for you know, the week after that. So they have a three-week break. You know, that can be fine. You can kind of get healthy, things like that. But this thing won't be decided. You won't, won't get, we won't get the final, the MLS Cup playoff final until December 11th. Uh, can you imagine if, if one day Minnesota United gets into that and it's one of those blustery, cold December days? I mean, it, they've had cold MLS Cup finals before. And again, it's fine. You can play soccer in the cold, but just... The season in MLS just has always bothered me, and I know they have to take breaks for international play, things like that, but this thing lasts forever. If you think the NBA lasts a long time, try the, try Major League Soccer. It feels like it's even longer. Um, and, you know, I'm sure United would love to play into December. We'll see if they can do it, but 
man, it's just the season itself just baffles me sometimes and how long this thing really does last. So here's a fun story. Carl Anthony Towns from the Timberwolves, um, his verified Twitter account liked a tweet the other day with a free cat message on it. Um, basically, the uh, you know the notion being that if Cat liked that tweet, it means that maybe he wanted to be traded. Cat um, on Thursday said he was hacked. Said uh, said that he was asleep when it happened. That he talked to his agent. His agent's like, "What's going on?" And uh, that he was hacked. He changed his password. Quote from Towns from uh, Thursday's news availability. It only takes one person to try to be a crazy fan to want to do something to be great at technology, Towns said. I think everyone, there's so many ways now with coding and how easy and accessible it is to get into people's things or take good guesses or bots or whatever the case may be. I'm part of that world for streaming and everything, so I understand. He said, sorry to Wolves fans, I don't want to cause any hysteria or anything like that, but just know I'm very happy. I know we're on a skid, so it came at the worst possible time, that little hacking. Just know I'm very happy here. I'm excited to hopefully build more years here, not just this year. Now, we'll take Cat at his word at face value, but I've never seen a movie about hackers where they break into something and do something so benign as like one tweet. Why not break into his account and write a whole message? Why not break into his account and do something really daring? Why break into his account and just like one tweet? I guess that will forever remain a mystery for other people to solve. Let's finish with the cooler. The NFL is investigating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers for their role in did they follow COVID protocols in, in, uh, in this whole issue of Rodgers lying about being vaccinated? Uh, of course they didn't. He gave interviews where he didn't have his mask on. He was at a Halloween party where he didn't have his mask on. Obviously, they have violated protocols. I mean, it feels like I'm. It feels like the hot dog guy meme from. I think you guys should leave. Like we're trying to figure out the guy who did this. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers did this. He violated protocols. Now, from what's been reported, there wouldn't be any kind of suspensions that would come from this. It would be fines. So don't get uh, don't get too excited about this. Even if they did decide something was amiss, there wouldn't be anything all too serious for a guy who's made hundreds of millions of dollars in his career. You know that said. Uh, this is something the NFL has to prove they take seriously and that, there's, that their league isn't just a two-tiered system geared towards stars. Good luck with that. That will do it for today. Hope you guys enjoyed the week. Be back at it Monday. Sure, we'll have plenty to talk about with Patrick Royce from that Vikings against Baltimore game, Gophers against Illinois this weekend, lots of other teams in action. Go back and listen to the rest of the week if you missed it. You got a whole weekend to do it. Thanks for listening. I'm Michael Rand. We'll be back at it on Monday.